So over the past few weeks, we've been looking at what it means to live into the incarnation. As we have discussed that God came in flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, but but not just so that we may have salvation, but also to show us how to live a life to the fullest. That it's not just about heaven and hell, but it is about showing us how to live in the here and now. As we've looked throughout the past few weeks, we've looked at the idea of not conforming to the ways of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We looked at, at the woman who gave the two coins, but gave all that she had. And we talked about the idea of how we are called to shift our focus and, and what we look at and how we view and engage the world. Uh, we looked at the idea of, of how we are called to invite others to come and see and to experience God. And last week we looked at how it is that we engage God and with God through prayer. And today we're going to look at a familiar parable to many of us. It's the parable of the sower. It's in Matthew 13 where we hear that Jesus went out of the house and he sat by the lake. And as he was sitting there, the large crowds came and, and started kind of pressing in on him. So he got into a boat and he sat in it while they sat on the shore. And he begins to tell this parable. And in Matthew 13, in verse 3, he begins it by saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and he was scattering the seed. Some fell on the path. The birds came and they ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, and it grew up, but, but the thorns choked the plant out. And still other seed fell on the good soil, where it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times that was sown. He said, whoever has ears, let them hear. So if a genie was to come and, and give you a choice, what would you choose would you rather have a penny a, day, a penny today that doubled every day for a month? So, so day two, you would get two cents, and, and day three, you would get four cents, and so on and so forth for 30 days. Or would you rather just have a million dollars right now? Which would you take? If you do the math, the wise investment would be, I want to do the penny a day that doubles. Because over a peer over a thirty day period, you would receive five million three hundred and sixty eight thousand seven hundred and nine dollars and twelve cents. But I'm sure that that if you've not heard this before, you would probably take the million dollars. And why? Well you could look at the idea and, and blame it on instant gratification. Perhaps you don't understand the idea of investment. Perhaps you didn't realize how beneficial the reward of the penny would be. But, but, you, but you saw this and you said, this is here. You get too busy trying to, to get, get your reward, what benefits you in the here and now, not realizing how beneficial the other could be. And so you just did what benefited you in the moment. Well, this morning, we hear about this familiar parable of the farmer, and as he's sowing his seeds, he, he does so in, what the, in a way that the world may deem as frivolous, as a waste. He's just throwing seed wherever it may go. 
we've heard that this parable before, and, and you've probably heard it translated, that, that this parable, that God is the farmer, the people are the soil. Uh, but as I hear that, I just keep wondering to myself, wouldn't God know where the good soil is? The, the soil that will produce the greatest return? That would produce fruit? But what does God do? God invests in all soil. God says, I'm going to give all the soil an opportunity to bear fruit. Sometimes there will be no return, but I'm going to sow the seed. The seed of hope, of love, of joy, of peace, of care, and compassion. And look, when it does bear fruit, look at the reward that it reaps. God makes an investment. God shows us how to make the greatest investment that we can make, which is an investment in others. I was reading of a study that was done in 1938 by Harvard, and then in that study they took 268 sophomores and, and they analyzed everything about them. It, it said they analyzed their height, their weight, their cholesterol, the size of their skulls, everything they could because they were trying to find a correlation with their lives and their health. And they continued to, to research and to follow them and to study them throughout their lives. And they found that there was one thing over all else that impacted their health. Any guesses? Robert Waldinger, the director of the study, the, who is also a professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and a psychiatrist at Massachusetts General Hospital, said that several studies found that people's level of satisfaction with their relationships at age 50 was a better predictor of physical health than their cholesterol, cholesterol levels were. When he, when he gathered together everything, we knew, he said, about them at age 50, it wasn't their middle-aged cholesterol levels that predicted how they were going to grow old. It was how satisfied they were with relationships. The, the people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80. The surprise finding is that our relationships and, and how happy we are in our relationships has a beautiful influence on our health. Close relationships, more so than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout life, is what the study revealed. And he said, those ties protect people from life's discontents. They, they help to delay mental and physical decline and are better predictors of long and happy lives, more so than any social class, IQ, or even genes. That finding proved true across the board, no matter who, no matter the socioeconomic race, whatever, of the one being tested. So it appears that, that when Jesus talks about relationships, about love your neighbor and, and care for others and, and help those in need, that he, he truly does understand what is best for us. He really is showing us how to live a life and live life to its fullest by investing in people, by forming relationships, authentic and true. But let's be honest, relationships are hard. I mean, especially as we're preparing for Valentine's Day, many of us know how hard relationships can be. 
While we just heard that they can be the best investment of our lives, we also know that they can hurt. They can seem not worth it. And for many of us, as we approach this investment into others, as we kind of approach it as a business transaction. We look at it and we weigh the risk and reward. We, we want to make sure that we get a good ROH or a good return on investment. An ROI, rather, not ROH, but an ROI. We want to make sure we get a good return on our investment, that it's worth it. But this parable says invest not worrying about what the return will be, but seeking to do and to love and to care as God does. Not worrying about the soil on which the seed may fall, but knowing that all are worthy of the investment. Jesus, Jesus says care for, for those that invest in the hard ground, in the path. Those that, that don't want to let you in, that, that don't, and, and the birds will come and swoop it up. Invest. Jesus says invest in the rocky, shallow soil. Those folks that the second that a rough patch hits, they're done. Those, those that, that don't let anyone get too close, those that you may have a brief moment of, uh, but the second that things get tough, it's out. Invest. Invest in the thorny ground. Those that their environments have stunted their, their growth and their survival. They are victims of their environment and their past, their family, their experience. It chokes out any opportunity that they could have to arise. And God says, invest. Sow the seed of love and hope and joy and peace. This investment from a business perspective would not make sense. And honestly, for many of us from a relationship perspective, doesn't either. Giving with no return, caring when others don't. A lot of us know what this feels like. We can assign persons to every type of soil that we just talked about. And it's normally accompanied by a thought of, I won't do that again. I won't make the same mistake. Or we say things like, they aren't worth my time, my energy, my effort. They aren't worth it. And we can all say, whether we've said it aloud or not, we've all been guilty of this thought process. And we go, they're not worth the investment. But, but, and we may find ourselves going, but doesn't Jesus understand who these people are? I mean, I've tried to love them, and they reject me. I, I, I've pursued after them. They always hurt me. I, I try to. I know. I tell them what is best for them, but they don't listen. I seek them, and they turn away and reject me. You know, maybe Jesus understands them a little more than we realize. Because you know, as we proclaim every Sunday at my churches, the best of all is that God is with us. 
And this is because Jesus, because God doesn't give up when it gets hard. When, when we turn away, when we don't listen, when we reject him, God says, I will still invest in you. I will still love you. I will still pursue you because you are worth it. And what a beautiful thought that God chooses to invest in us. Even when we are the hard soil. Even when we are the thorny ground. Even when we are the shallow. And God calls us to do the same thing. To see all persons as brothers and sisters in Christ. To see all as, as created in the image of God. And to invest. Invest in others. Love our neighbors. Love as God loves. Sow the seeds of hope and joy, peace, care and compassion. To take the risk. The risk of relationship. Of investing in neighbor. Investing in the children and the kingdom of God. Not worrying about how it will benefit us. Not worrying about our return on investment. But seeking to care and love for all of God's children. Seeking to do God's will and to live into the incarnation. Seeking to live our lives to the fullest as God calls us to. So, let's go. Let's go invest. Amen. Amen.